it's time to crank up the truth. I'm Val Selby, and over the decades of working online, I've learned a most important lesson. Mindset owns your business. If procrastination, imposter syndrome, and a lack of focus have been blocking your biz, then I'm here with Val Full Volume, ready to help you see choices that you're making. Get ready to own your personality and use your expertise to create the business of your dreams. Now is the time to make changes and live your best life. So let's get to it. Hey, 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 hey. So we are doing a continuation from last week's episode. It was so good, so good that we just had to break it up into two so that you could get all the information. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go right down into the show notes and click on that and that'll take you to the first part so you can catch up with Shauna and we are going to finish up the interview today. Here we go. My mother and I speak squirrel. Yeah. When we're together, we just kind of go. It's to the point where my stepdad's like, I, I got nothing. He's like, I don't know what you guys are saying, but it's, uh, it's out of the realm of hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I come by it na- naturally. Yeah, absolutely. That's my entire family. The guys just walk out of the room. They're like, yeah, we're not dealing with this. Let the girls just all talk. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're not getting in. It's not even worth it. And it gives us a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of family, after this, we'll talk because my family's from Vashon. We have oh my good our our homesteads there. My cousin's still there, so oh, wow. my, my cousin's kids probably go to school with your daughter. So there you go. <laughs> so Maddie we'll is at McMurray McMurray Middle School. Yes, <laughs> yeah. My husband Sally's from there as well. Ironically, wow. <laughs> all of the connections and so I, many. I oh, turned, and, and, I turned yep. fifty in a week. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. I turned 49 two weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Happy, happy 50. So crazy. (laughs) So crazy. But I did want to talk about, I harp on, I want to harp on the chronic health issue. I do want to talk to you guys listening about the chronic health issue because so many of us have chronic health issues. That's why we work from home. I know in years past, I've absolutely gone down the pity party. I rocked the hell out of pity parties. I, you know, I'm amazing at them. And I had to learn to make that choice of, is that how I want to live? I Mm. mean, gosh, you know, that was 30s when all of that really started hitting. It's like, is this how I want to live the next 50 years plus Mm, Yeah, of being broken, like you said, you know, do I want to be feeling that or do I want to pay attention to the fact that I have today? Like you've mm-hmm. been saying, you get up in the morning and you're like, I have today. Gratitude. Yeah. yeah. And everyone talks about gratitude, but what does that re- what, what does gratitude really mean? Yeah. I still wake up every morning and I, I always, I'm thankful for three things right off the bat. That's just a, that's been a coping mechanism that started with the heart stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, what three things today? And this is a day I could wake up after I didn't sleep very well and I had hot flashes all night and, and I can't sleep on my left side at all. Mm. Because it squishes my heart, mm-hmm. and it's not comfortable. And I, right. and I haven't even really brought it with too many doctors because I just noticed after after about five minutes on my left side, I'm done, and my yeah. body clearly says you should move. And I go, okay, yeah, I'm gonna move. And so the first thing I wake up is I'm like, okay, I'm not necessarily normal today, but what are the three things that are totally okay? And and my normal now is very different than say what normal was back then. Mm-hmm. And I am managing things probably every couple of days. And I do it now 
not quickly, but I log it so I can kind of look back occasionally. And this is, I'm kind of tracking on all of it because sometimes I get, again, ocular migraines are, they don't hurt, but they're a cool, they they are beautiful, Um, Mm -hmm. squiggly thing that starts in my right eye. And it's like a, I guess, treble clef, not treble clef, the other one, bass clef. It's a C shape. And that little treble clef becomes an aboriginal painting. Mm. It's really strange. I cannot have lights on, though. All the lights have to be out. I've got to go upstairs and lay down. does not hurt. It's a beautiful light show. I have learned to think of it this way. Right. Um, I have 20 minutes of downtime, whether I want it or not. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the show. Because I also, the first time it happened, I was like, what the hell is going on in my eyes? Oh, no, I'm going blind. Yeah. I've had all those moments of, is, I, I literally I oftentimes have this, is this going to kill me? And I have a good 30 seconds of, is this going to kill me or not? Yeah. Because I did have that. I have the PTSD from that little thing. When my heart, when, when the, the actual popping happened was almost three and a half weeks before mm. the, the sweat. Mm-hmm. I felt a popping sensation walking across the street in West Seattle. Mm. And then I had trouble keeping up in a bike ride that weekend, but then I got better. And then I had some heartburn up into my jawline. That's a real danger point, everybody. Ladies mm-hmm. know, if it's hurting in your neck, please uh, pay attention. Mm-hmm. But then it went away. Because, by the way, it went away. Yep. So I had four instances of pain that went away each time. Had a great time in, in, in Europe. Didn't No, I had a cold. What I think happened, and again, no one knows. It's just me guessing, is that I had a coughing attack coming up across that that pass. And I remember I was looking out at the Irish Sea, and I coughed really insanely. And I had some water, and that was right when I pulled in. I think it dislodged the clot that was keeping me alive. It did reclot again because I made it to the hospital. Right. But there was a clot that kept just reclotting. So I think huh. the way I, the way I look at it is somebody had a finger on that clot. Yeah. <laughs> going, not yet. Nope, 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 not yet. Not right, yet, we haven't so. gotten her close <laughs> enough to help. <laughs> exactly. So it just kept clotting. And then... I never had a lot of pain. Everyone says when you have a, a ruptured aneurysm, when you have a dissection, John Ritter had one, um, Alan Thicke had one, Lucille Ball died of aortic dissection. It's really painful, apparently. Not necessarily. I was never in a vast amount of pain. I, well, the sweating was a big deal. Yeah. And then I had pressure on my chest. And then I started throwing up. And then I went hypotensive. And then I don't really remember too much other than cracking jokes in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Because the poor surgeon, they put a surgeon on the ambulance with me. What What did they tell him? She's probably going to die. Have this scalpel. <laughs> I was just like, and I remember he was throwing up. For real, this is all a true story. This is I'm not embellishing here. I do embellish in the story a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, that poor guy. He looks, he yeah. looks like hell. Now I know why he looks like hell. They're like, she's not going to make it. Have right? fun. Yeah. And he looks so bad. And I was like, dude, are you okay? Oh, dude, I know. Car trips are the worst. Let's just tell stories. <laughs> so I start, I was like, I'll go first. I'll go first. You go into mom mode. <laughs> oh, I did. I was like, okay, it's 1944. I've taken terrible shrapnel to the chest. And I'm, I'm a spy. We have to get me across the border. Okay, go faster, faster, drive faster. <laughs> and the nurse is cracking up. And the guy who's holding my shoulders is like, are you always this much fun? <laughs> and I'm like, has he stopped throwing up yet? Are you okay? And he grabs my foot, and he, I remember the warmth of his hand on my foot. He goes, I can't believe you're comforting me. And I was like, everybody, refer- don't forget, don't hit the castle in the middle of the road. I know we're coming up to that. There's a castle in the middle of the freaking road, people. Who does that? And I remember that whole conversation about the castle. 
<laughs> and they were like, well, they were going to build a road to go around. Yeah, I totally remember the conversation. The nurse like, yeah, they were going to build a road to go around. And I'm like, well, somebody should. Because I remember there were sheep in a castle. And we're, is that what we're dealing with tonight? Anyway, it's a two and a half hour ride. So wow. Anyway, chronic illness. And so I, I have stuff that happens to me every couple of days. Yeah. And I manage it with exercise. Mm-hmm. And I manage it with stopping and breathing. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of that. So the minute something goes wonky, I get floaters in the eye. I get tinnitus in my ear. I get, there's so many things that can happen, right? I mm-hmm. get a little tiny pain in my chest to the left of my heart, mm-hmm. to the right of my heart. You know, I tweak a muscle. Oh, God, I'm not going to die. So I have that moment of, is this going to kill me? Well, let's just breathe for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that that stopping completely, and I also have um, <laughs> I have I have a coping mechanism that is I guess it's kind of odd, but I love it. And I'm the first time I told someone about it, I was like, I sound like I'm insane. So I could be, I could be. <laughs> I had so I love Jim Mupps, Jen Hampson's Muppets. I've always loved the Muppets, and um, they're not who showed up though. <laughs> it was the bad spinoff. It's the, <laughs> it's the Fraggles. Fraggles. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, why is there a fraggle here? I don't even like right. you guys. Right. They all moved in. They moved into my heart space. So <laughs> it by, by about November of panic attack time, I would be talking to Gruber or one of the other fraggles. And that tall one is like the, 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 the feminine one. She's very comforting. They would come and they would dance. And all those little tiny guys that go in like, I don't know what they were. They were like little builder guys. Uh-huh. I'd send them on, I would send them on errands. I'm like, hey, I'm having like tinnitus in my ear can you guys go fix that please <laughs> nice That's and i still awesome. do that to this day right. every day there's a fraggle thing where I'm like hey guys can you go check out my brain just i need a report on the brain right and the, uh, most of them wear red shirts from star trek uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know why either that one either but my my brain took me and maybe it's just creativity and falling into that I went, and maybe it's a borderline insanity, but I will say it's so helpful. And I don't really tell my husband and my daughter when I'm talking to the Fraggles. They don't right. need to know. No. I do have three stuffed Fraggles in my office upstairs now. <laughs> I love them. Because <laughs> they're, they're a good reminder of the fact I'm not alone. And maybe my Fraggles are angels in disguise. Maybe mm-hmm. my Fraggles are whoever had the finger on the heart. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's probably coming back. I mean, if we want to go there, it's probably coming back from our childhood, being the same age. My mom's a Trekkie. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was the same time period back when we were And I we love Star young. Wars more. I love Star oh, yeah. Wars more. Absolutely. They're both, they're both second tier. It was the Fraggles and it was Star Trek. What? Yeah. Where, where's my, where's my, you know, I should have like Kermit the Frog as like right. Luke, Luke Skywalker. No, no, uh-huh. no, that's not what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's ironic that, yeah, you pulled the two because I am the same way. It'd be Muppets and in my head, it's Muppets and Star Wars. Right. And you pulled up yeah, the, the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but those I tools get me through it. to have tools and who cares mm-hmm. what the tools are. Yeah. Uh, I know that, that even for me, give, just giving myself permission to do like you said and go lay down for 20 minutes. Yes. Giving myself permission. It's like, okay, you know what? You're having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. You haven't figured out why. Let's just stop pretending that life is normal at the second and yeah. go chill out. And it's nice not to fight against it. Yeah. I can't fight against my heart explode. Okay, it did. So I can't fix that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a wicked huge scar on my chest. Okay. I still love when people look at that and they, 
to have that moment. Because I, I do wear shirts that are V-cut. I do. Oh, yeah. Cause mostly because I, f- I forget about it. Right. And they'll walk up and they'll, and they'll be like, the 50s, 60s men will go, huh, can you talk about it? I'll go, sure. Right. Oh, yeah, because they're going to want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's share scars. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, not everybody. And I've also met a couple people who, you know, the aortic groups the aortic dissection folks, I discovered quickly that I fit in and I don't fit in at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more able-bodied yeah. than some, because depending on when they caught the dissection, more bad things can happen. And not mm-hmm. a single dissection survivor has the same story to tell. We're all totally different. And so commonality has become tricky. Mm-hmm. And there's a study going on right now, but I try to follow all of these and I probably should be part of it. I may need to probably get on it because, again, I live, I would say, a 95% totally normal life. Now, I do work from home, but I did before. Yeah. So that actually was just nice. Mm-hmm. I went into the studio the fall of, well, right after I got home, the fall of 2019. I was still going into the classroom to teach. And I can't say it was awful, but I like being home better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And so I've no, I'm, no, I'm in no hurry to leave working from home because it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going to be when you're doing shows and all of that? Well, that's travel, right? That's you. you okay. It's, so it's, yeah, you, you're keeping it person. very separate. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that's going to require, again, that's where I get some anxiety mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, how am I going to manage either stage fright, health fright, heart fright? <laughs> what are my skills? I still, I'm going to feel the fear. I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that. I think... To try to push away fear is not helpful. No. But to have tools, for me, that's going to be meditation and getting calm in a dressing room. That's what I, I was just going to ask. So, okay, because I want to pull that information out. What is going to help you calm before you get on stage? A good 10-minute meditation. And I, I'll probably go back to what I used to do when I had stage fright. I go out and sit in the middle of the stage and I count the chairs and I make friends with every single chair. Ah. I don't know why that works, but it's very meditative. Cool. And I'm like, I like that chair. I like that chair. I like that chair too, that chair too. And then I've made friends with the space. Yeah. And then I go out there and do a show. Nice. Yeah. And I think too, I will need touchstones. So touchstones can be something you pick up and touch Uh that that ground you. Yeah. So in case I have that, ooh, and I've, oh, doing theater years ago, I remember walking out on stage and going, I have no idea what my first words are. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they'll come out. And they did. But I had that room. You get that that anxiety. It's, I'm sure it's a blood pressure. You're, going, you're, you're probably down, there's a word for that. Right. Oh, this can't be good for me. And so I, I to avoid that. So I think you know I have a wee Scottish hairy haggis. Haggis isn't really a stuffed animal, but I have one, and he's part of the show. He's a prop because he's one of the few things I had in the hospital. I was like, oh my god, it's just me and this hairy haggis. Um, <laughs> but I have him on stage. I have a feeling I'll pick him up a lot uh-huh. as a touchstone. Yes. And I go pick him up during the day, too. He's upstairs. Yes. And so if I have a freak out, and I'm all alone here in the house. Oh, it, you know, my, my daughter's at school. My husband's at work. My two mm-hmm. dogs are here. My dogs are here. They're very helpful. Mm-hmm. Currently, they are crated and told to be quiet because mom's working. And mine, I kicked mine outside. <laughs> yeah. But it is helpful that I can go touch a dog. Yes. So if I have a scary morning or scary i would say i typically have about if it's an episode it's gonna be five minutes long or 20 minutes of ocular migraine 
Mm-hmm. And when those things happen, I now log them pretty good. Like, I don't keep them in my mind so good. I can't tell you how often it happened last week, but they're all logged. So we can pull up to a doctor and go, this is what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I simply spend that five minutes acknowledging the pain, acknowledging the fear, going, hi, I'm going to pet this dog and sit in fear. Why can I not hear out of my left ear? Huh, mm-hmm. that's a new one. <laughs> is that going to kill me? Oh, definitely not. Okay, we're sure hearing loss isn't going to kill me. Oh, that weird twanging sound in my right ear. That's annoying for voiceover. Oh, that's annoying. Is that going to kill me? Nope. Oh, that weird pain on my in my heart. Okay, we're going to pay attention to that one. But let's go get calm for five minutes. So when I got COVID, ooh, I'm traveling in uh, Switzerland. And the, the voiceover conference I was at, someone brought it. I got it. I'm the one who let everyone know they had it because I woke up with heart pain. (gasps) I don't get heart pain very often. And so I was like, okay, something. Hey, Fraggles, what's going on? Fraggles like, you should go in. I'm like, I (laughs) think I'm going to go in. I'm like, okay, everybody stay calm, but let's go downstairs. Call the conference planner. I'm like, I'm going to need an ambulance. Don't worry, I've got travel insurance. Oh, I carry travel insurance. Lots of it. Uh And I did did when my heart also exploded. And so guess what? It didn't cost us anything. (gasps) Nice. $10,000 in travel insurance covered. All of it. So carry travel insurance. So anyway, I knew I was going to be in Switzerland, by the way, is very expensive. You get reimbursed later. Oh, very expensive. So $500 ambulance ride to the hospital. They're like, hey, um, have you had COVID yet? And I'm like, no, I'm double vaxxed. I I wear masks. He's like, okay, I'm pretty sure you got COVID. And I'm like, okay. And so they give me some pain meds. They bring my fever down. I get to the hospital. They're like, you have COVID. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, is this heart pain? He's like, no, your heart's grand. No, he, he's, he's, sorry, it wasn't Ireland. It wasn't grand. Right. They're like, your heart's good. So the heart, <laughs> the heart was good, but I had pain on the top of my lungs, which is right by your oh, heart. So yeah. So I had burning pain in the lungs, which with their medication, and then I didn't, I could not go on Paxlovid because I'm on warfarin. So complicated. Mm-hmm. They sent me back to the hotel. Very nice hotel. And I had the funds and I have the insurance to stay two more nights. And getting home was tricky. So Switzerland's like, go home. <laughs> right. We don't want like, your germs. <laughs> I don't want to get on an airplane with COVID. Yeah. Wah. And they're like, go home. Three, I was two pairs of gloves. It was three masks. Nobody got it. Trust me. I didn't oh get near gosh. anyone. I was, I was in first class, which is great. But I was, that woman next to me didn't get it. I didn't eat. I didn't drink. I didn't, nope, nothing. Oh, I was yeah. like, you will not, you know, what do you want to call it? I am, you know, the, I am, it's awful. <laughs> and um, I got home and neither one of my, my, neither my husband or my daughter got it either. Same thing. I went right. downstairs. No, no contact, basically. Right. Three masks, all of that. So I got over within the five days. I was almost asymptomatic with the exception of that little bit of heart pain. Uh-huh. Well, not heart pain. Lung right. pain. And then I was pretty light case, obviously contagious, all of that. Yeah. But that was also good for like my mother to hear because she was terrified about my getting it. Oh, absolutely. Because anyone who lives in terror of being, I'm not necessarily immunocompromised, but I've been through a lot. And I came through COVID, knock on wood, 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 you know, all of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, because I was totally paranoid that I was going to bring it, you know, because like I said, my husband's a firefighter. So he was around germs, even though they were PPE'd up. 
up the yin yang. Yes. I'm like, I was just paranoid since he's around so many germs. I'm going to yeah. bring it. I'm going to be the reason he dies after he survived. You know, I right, like, right. And and it did get to that point where you know I'm talking to my dad, and and you can hear it in his voice. Like if yeah. he doesn't see people soon, all of that yeah. surgery was for nothing. That's right. That's right. See, his his stuff happened during the pandemic. I am very fortunate. Mine went down right before. Mm -hmm. My experience would be so different. One of my favorite parts of being in Ireland and being in the hospital were my three roommates. Yeah. Because we had the most lovely time. Who says that? Yeah, my heart exploded. It went to the hospital. We had the best time. We did. Right. I didn't know I was in any danger. So I was sitting crisscross applesauce on my friend's bed. She had a blood clot in her hand. No danger there, right? So she's managing a blood clot, and the, she's a musician. And the two of us were singing ah. all in harmony. And the woman next to us, oh my God, she, she was going through hell. She'd been through three or four different surgeries, really hard. They couldn't, she was fasting. She couldn't eat or drink anything. She was on a fast. And she'd go, oh, girls, it's like the angels above. It's, it's healing me. Screw the surgeries. Just keep singing. It was, it, that, that was the experience. Oh my gosh. And we had Michael down the hallway. Michael was the he, stereotypical Irish moan. Because the first time I heard it, I went, what is that? And someone goes, oh, it's Michael. He does it all night. It's a, oh, oh. And I was like, for reals? I'm really glad I have headphones. Right. <laughs> and, and the fact that we got tea four times a day in the hospital. And it wasn't, do you want tea? No, no, no. It's, what do you want in your tea? Because the first time I was like, can I get coffee? And she goes, are you sure? And, and the, Fiona, my roommate, goes. She's shaking her head, going, "You don't, you don't want coffee." And I'm like, "I'm like, I really want coffee. I'm American." Right. They, they brought and me from this Seattle, stuff. for God's sakes. They brought me this stuff, and I was like, "So I'll be having the tea." Um, <laughs> and after that, it was like it was two digestive biscuits, tea, two it was two, it was two dollops of milk and a sugar, and that became my or my standing order. And it, because it's because I was in Cork. It's always uh, uh, berries, Irish tea. If you're in Dublin, they drink lions. And there is a real difference. You, you don't really mix the two. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really know that until you're stuck in Ireland. You're like, oh, I guess I'll have berries. Right. Oh. <laughs> and I still drink berries. And I drink it after I get through my coffee in the morning. I, I switch over to my decaf berries tea. Yeah. And I, and I love it. And you know, the, the amazing thing is, is that if you hadn't had that experience of not even knowing that you almost died. Yeah. And enjoyed that time, what would that tea probably do if you even smelled it again? Oh, nothing. It would have been totally different. It's just black Irish tea. Yeah, you would have been, oh my God, this is triggering and nasty and takes me back to a bad time. <laughs> I can say that being in Ireland was, it was incredible. I mean, were there moments of fear and, and not knowing what was going on? A few and some of them, you know, when I pulled out that haggis, and again, I still make it funny because I'm like and I'm sobbing over this wee hairy haggis, which I was. He was getting very wet. And oh, God, I still had oxygen. So the oxygen thing was really snotty. And this man across from me, different room, he was from, he was a man from Limerick. There's a really bad joke there, too. Yeah, Once there was a man is. from Limerick. <laughs> and he's staring at me, not speaking, just staring at me. And I'm like, this is creepy. And my push button wouldn't work. So I remember I got up with my haggis. And I walked my IV into the hallway. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just just need help. <laughs> I can't remember why. But, you know, one of, so I did have those moments, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But they're not what stuck. What stuck were all the really good times. And my mom felt guilty. She came out. She flew out. After my husband needed to fly home, I'm still there. She flew out for two weeks. And I took her bar hopping in Dublin <laughs> the last two nights, like you do after right. open heart. And um, my mom's like, 
should I feel guilty we're having a really good time? I'm like, I'm alive. I think we should just proceed. Yeah, exactly. Let's celebrate. And I had in- I had infections while we were bar hopping, so right. there was that too. But those didn't really get bad for four more days. <laughs> and like then she I didn't was do two, enough whiskey. If you'd done more whiskey, two you more surgeries. The infection. <laughs> two more surgeries. Yeah. But you know, years later, I look back and am I am I sad the experience happened? No, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. I mean, do I miss diving a little bit? And I know someone with, I know somebody who's had a dissection and has a mechanical heart valve who dives. Yeah. And so now, <laughs> yeah, I've been in Cancun in two weeks. My thought is, let's be, I mean, also, but I'm also 49 and I know how I've been a dive master. I am very aware of diving. Yeah. Is that worth it? Right. I can kind of look at that. Like, do I want to go snowboarding knowing that on Warfront, if I take a bad fall? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get mad about that. Mm-hmm. What can I do instead? So I yeah. went and bought a kayak. I have, man, I, I went and bought a, one of those Oru kayaks that weigh nothing. It weighs uh-huh. 24 pounds. What? So I can put that thing together in about 10 minutes and be out on the water, and it yeah. weighs nothing. And, I, and it's safe. And I, my cardiologist, I'm like, it weighs 22 pounds. I mean, I shouldn't go drown in it. That'd be a bad idea. Yeah. But it's like, I still, if I can't scuba dive, fine. I'm going to go, I'm going to go kayak. Right. There's so many other things and so many other things that you had never even tried. Right. Like, what like, are all the other things I haven't done yet? Yeah. I've done scuba diving. Yeah. Oh, what if I did this? So I'm excited about that stuff. And so mm-hmm. I try very hard not to look at through the realm of, you know, through the, the lens of what I can't do. And some of the health professionals were not helpful with that. Oh, Yeah. And I, the other thing I have learned to do is I take a list of my medicines and I finally just wrote down a quick synopsis of what happened to me because I'm very triggered. And this is when I get not very nice. And I do. I have a bad evil side. They go, so do you have any health? This was back in 2020. Have you had any health problems in the last year? <laughs> and I get very quiet. And I go, did you read my chart? Right. And they go, oh, yeah, we don't have time to read it. Because what I haven't told you is there were two strokes and then there was breast cancer. I'm, I'm doing fine. So that all happened in six months. And I you know, had, had yeah, breast cancer and survival. Stage 1B, we found it very, very early. Yeah. And so there was also lumpectomy and there was radiation during the pandemic. So yeah, when people would say to my trilogy of ologies, oh my gosh. when people would say to me, has something happened to you this year? I'm like, yeah, just can't. So a friend of mine said, because I wasn't very nice, there was a woman who was doing a breast scan and I didn't, I didn't be mean to her. I, I lost it with her. I did. No, I lost it completely. Um, I was like sobbing. And I was like, I have had too much gone through my life to tell you today. Right. <laughs> and it's not her fault. It's not her fault. So I've let, my friend was like, write it all down. And I was like, okay. So I did. And now when I walk in, I hand them this piece of paper and I let them read it. And we're all good. That is so smart. And I no longer make poor technicians cry. That's that not is my, really not what I want to do in life. I don't that is do yeah that is really smart because I fact, can, it was yeah I can remember the the last really young I, I mean it, medical field the poor things are in there every five minutes new new people and and I had a full hysterectomy it'll be 10 years ago this year gotcha you know how flashes when I, I go into the doctors I get really tired of my regular doctor's office asking me when my last pap smear was oh me too me I'm too. Like, and my, okay, and, and, I, yep. I'm like, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was November yeah. 24th of 2012. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm like, please look at my records. Check my chart. Check the chart. <laughs> I have I no totally cervix. Know. I don't need it. That's right. <laughs> I get the same way. I get the same ones. I do. 
But yeah, that would be really smart to come in with, you know, I've had this, 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 and this, and just hand it to him. And then there's no aggravation. It was the wife of my friend who knew Kathy Ryan who gave me that suggestion. (laughs) Wow, the world is so small. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, on Facebook, I I had complained about it. I was like, I just made someone else cry again. Damn it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I do this. I'm like, brilliant. Yep, that is brilliant. Listen to that, people. Do it. So many of us have chronic issues. Just yeah, yeah just save save our mental health for it. We don't need to go through it if it's a bad day. Right. If it's you know, and especially sometimes when you go in for a pap smear, well, like you're talking anxiety. about it and they're like, What's your family history? I'm like, Well, my uncle, my mom, my you know, not my mom, sorry. Oh my yeah. god, I can't believe I just threw that. I'm taking that back, clearing that. Yeah. yeah um yeah. <laughs> you know, my grandma, I mean, you start going through everybody, and it's like, holy shit, this could be the day. This could be the day that they tell me, and I'm like, Oh my god, and then we had all these other issues, you know. <laughs> The scanxiety, being afraid of scan days is very real. Yeah. And one of the other choices I made, originally all this stuff went down in, well, August was the heart. The stroke stuff was November Thanksgiving. And then all the cancer stuff was December. Oh, my gosh. Which meant that the holidays would be no fun if you made me go through all the scans again in November and December every right. year. So I said, guess what, folks? I do them in January and July. Yeah. Yeah. January and July. And I told my doctors, and I have like 14 doctors, and they were like, okay. I'm like, seriously, guys. So now I get my cancer stuff done in January. Mm-hmm. I get my heart stuff done in July. Yeah. Because I have to be scanned every year for changes. Yep. And they could find changes that make changes happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very real, Ben knows too, those three, four days leading up to it, I kind of climb into a little hole yep. of self-comfort. And I do a lot more like I don't work as much. Mm-hmm. I, I little those are those are. It's a, not not a time to wallow in self pity, but I sure know I'm not going to be making good decisions. Yeah, or making yeah. dinner, or really being a very good parent. <laughs> so my yeah. husband's, husband's really good about. I'm like, yeah, I got a scan on Friday. He goes, okay, what do you need this week? He's really right. good about that. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important to pay attention to that, leading up to it, and communicate yeah. that that's what's going on. I know I'm not the best at that this year when i went and got my my mammogram i i wasn't that bad for some reason my colonoscopy i was right and i was very vocal about it i'm like yeah. i don't know what it, i'm well i do know what it is we're coming up on the anniversary of my father-in-law passing and he had colon cancer so yes you know it, it's like it, it just all of a sudden triggered trigger dates oh yeah and it, got- it didn't matter it's just like i don't have to dissect why it's happening i'm just yep. going to embrace that it is and i'm going to talk his ear off and yeah. I can't eat and I can't drink. So I'm just literally yep. going to talk your ear off. <laughs> yep. This Friday, I go to the ENT. And the the rule with this is a new one because it's hearing stuff. It's hearing stuff that might be tied to the brain stuff yeah. so, or or from the original dissection. And so I already know to print up the, the, chart, the chart. I know that by Thursday night, I will be like not talking to anyone. These are brand new ENTs who will need the whole story again. Yeah. So, okay. So, but I, I'm going to try. And it's because this is a no, totally new thing and it's definitely not going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good yeah. news, is it's a little different. The poor woman who gave me a hearing test, again, about a month ago, didn't bring the piece of paper, should have brought the piece of paper. <laughs> but, but it was interesting how that I, that one happened sort of organically, that she she thought I'd be upset I wasn't getting hearing aids. Uh-huh. Well, no, 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 I'm such a weird beast, because I came in, because for sure, I held this little thing up to my left ear, and I was like, whoa, I can't hear something. That's a, Oh, I didn't even know I couldn't hear. What? Right. <laughs> and I was getting weird, weird metallic tinnitus in the right ear, and I already get what's called pulsatile tinnitus. I get that because I hear my, my heart clicking inside my, my body. Uh-huh. So I totally hear that. So as a voice artist, I deal with that every day. No big deal. And um, 
she gave me the hearing test and she gives me the results. She goes, well, you do have hearing loss. Not in your right ear. She says, I think that's the pulse tinnitus causing you issues there, but your left ear has some down here, but you don't have enough hearing loss for hearing aids. And she seemed really upset about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, this is exactly what I needed. I just need to know what. And she's like, okay, I'm going to give you a referral to ENT. I'm like, that's exactly what I need is right. that. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll go figure out what Right. Else, we'll go on from there. <laughs> yeah. One day at a time. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my gosh. This has been awesome. 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 So you brought up Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I definitely want you to talk more about that because, you know, when's it coming up and what's going down? And so the Edinburgh Fringe Fest is in the second half. Well, it's all of August in Edinburgh, Scotland. We're going to be there the second half. So our goal is to go up on August 21st, and we're going to play probably a venue for about five days as part of that madness. And then we are going to drive, <laughs> taking a ferry over to Ireland, and drive south to Cork and do the show two or three times in Cork, and then do the show in Dingle um, at one of the venues or one of the bars. Because it can be, this, this show does not need a big, huge, sweeping stage. It's yeah. musicians and me. And it's best to have a good pint of, of beer in your hands anyway when I start talking about this stuff. Right. So, you know, we want to do it a couple nights in Dingle and then come home and then do it here in Seattle as well. And on Broken Wide Open, our page, we talk all about who the musicians are. There's a little bit more. You can hear samples of the show. We're taking donations because we totally need help getting yep. to Ireland and mm -hmm. getting to Edinburgh. Uh, it's not crazy expensive, but there's costs. And I yeah. want to make sure that I get everybody over there and, and just have fun with the show. And if you want to hear the whole show, it is on audible.com. And if you just put in Broken Wide Open, which brings up two titles, you'll either get a steamy romance where most of the guy's shirt's off. So you could listen to that if you want, or you get mine where the shirt is not off because there's a huge scar. Right. But they're the both shirt probably- did come off. Right? Oh, I'm pretty sure they ripped open my sports bra. How wrong? Oh, that's not even in the show. That'd be so funny. Anyway, not me doing that, just the thought of it. Um, right. they, they totally had to rip my bra open. I didn't oh, get yeah. that sports bra back. So yeah. Yeah, I've had my clothes ripped off and yes. in Ireland. <laughs> in the, in the back a, of the room. A, a gorgeous tall blonde who's like 6'2". She is absolutely stunningly beautiful woman. Saved my life. So oh a bunch my of gosh. Other, oh, there are a lot of people in that room. I don't know how many, but, but I do remember saying to them, can I get a tummy tuck? I'd really like my roots done. And yeah. someone goes, is she cracking jokes? <laughs> and then I was, and then this other woman goes, oh, we're going to have to cut off your wedding ring. And I was like, no, 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 just do soap. You can totally soap it off. And when I got my wedding ring back, it had a little tiny tag on it. Went soap did the trick. <laughs> so amazing. I was getting prepped for this life-threatening surgery, and I'm like, let's all have a good time. <laughs> so I, I think that should be. And there was another woman. It was a cancer person. Wonderful story, where they played music and they danced before she had her double mastectomy. Oh yeah. And I think there is something to be said for that. And I think mm -hmm. as I become an older, aging. A person with some chronic health stuff. <laughs> I think I want to keep that. Yeah. As a bag in my toolkit. Yeah. Pull it out and be like, can we listen to music? I want some music and I'd like this and this and this. Oh, right. can I please have this little fraggle sitting on my stomach? Okay, we're good. Um, you know, just so that we don't focus on all the negative outcomes of that paperwork they made us sign. Thank you so much for telling us the 25 ways that things could go wrong. Right. Let's think about all the ways things might not. And what about if, I mean, just the whole vibe in the room? That's right. I Everyone's mean, if, calmer. If, if, yeah, if calmer. they are all in a better vibe, that's what we want, right? We want yeah. them to be feeling amazing before they yes. do anything. Yes. <laughs> so and true. that's, it's so funny. I'm still friends with one of the guys, the guy they put on the ambulance with me. We're friends on LinkedIn. <laughs> I sent him a copy of the show and he played it for everyone, apparently yeah. loud at the hospital. 
Oh, and apparently they were howling. Crazy. Well, because I added Muppets and other crazy things to the the ambulance ride. I took I took some liberties on the ambulance ride. Um, right. <laughs> creative liberties, but most of it I didn't take creative liberties. It's all true. And it's oh, all funny. But oh, how fun. Oh, way to turn something so, well, and I don't want to say it was horrific or any of that. Traumatic. We could yeah. use the word traumatic and turn it into such an amazing story of positivity and and not not going forward with your life. Right. Of 100% living here. your life. I'm still here and now I'm 49. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. Every you're morning. here and you're living that's right. You're not just here and going, oh, I can't do anything anymore because this happened to me. No, I've got lots of stuff I can do. Yeah, you choose life. Awesome. Oh, so lovely talking to you. Goodness, this has <laughs> been awesome, Shauna. So I'm going to have all of this information here in the show notes, everybody, so that you're going to go and find her. You're going to go listen to her audio book. You're going to go listen to everything. I know I've got some of you listening that are over in the UK. So you are going to Fringe Fest in 2023, and then you're going to report back to me. I'm going to call some of you out. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but thanks so much for being here this has been wonderful and oh, thank i appreciate you, you so much oh thank you thank you thank you all right listeners i will chat at you next week thanks for listening to valful volume if you are done spinning in circles and procrastinating check out my quick workshop 14 biz actions action creates change now go out there and create the biz of your dreams <laughs>